Thou shalt not judge. It's probably one of the most quoted or misquoted scriptures that we hear in pro-life ministry. But is this concept biblical, or are we as Christians called to judge? Please stick with us as we tackle this subject. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Welcome to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. Uh, we appreciate those who join us. In this episode, we're going to talk about uh, judgment. We're going to talk about judging as sidewalk counselors. That's probably one of the most uh, quoted or misquoted scriptures mm-hmm. in the entire Bible when yep. we talk to uh, whether it's abortion-minded women or even pro-abortion people mm-hmm. or whoever it might be. Even some well-meaning Christians might say, you know, we're not supposed to judge and of course, we understand that, right? We want to uh, we want to follow what the Bible says. We want to honor the Lord and what we do. And so, we're going to talk about how we navigate through this thing because you know the, the the modern even Christian perspective is like the worst possible thing you could do is to judge someone. At least mm-hmm. the worst possible way we could be perceived is being perceived as as judging. We don't mm-hmm. want to be judgy. And mm-hmm. even some churches, of course, um, craft messages. And, and relevant talks rather than, than preaching. They do relevant talks and, uh, and uh, try to come across as non-judgmental. And so let's talk this through then, Vicki. And again, you know, from the beginning of this podcast, we want to talk things through based on the Bible, not just based on you know, the opinions of man, based on the opinions of society, or even based on the opinions of the, of the modern church. We want to mm-hmm. do what we do and think the way that we think and talk about the things that we talk about in light of the scripture, ultimately in light of the gospel. Right. Which is, I have to say, honestly, when I was a brand new counselor out on the sidewalk there, when um, I heard that, well, you're a terrible Christian because you're judging others or the pro-choice, so-called pro-choice people would say, um, you are a hypocrite because you're judging. And they'd say, especially I was a hypocrite because I was judging when I myself had had an abortion, yeah, and um, and I must say I grappled with that. I it and and I did start to scour the scripture and find out. Well, it seems to me we are called to be here on the sidewalk, and there's certainly verses we've gone over those in other podcasts that yeah. would tell us that we should be. So, um, are we to be on the sidewalk silent? Are we to be on the sidewalk not pointing out good from evil, right from wrong? Um, what what does the Bible say? So I'm really glad we're we're having this podcast because I will tell you it's one of the things new counselors um, that I train, new volunteers that I train, will um, they say I don't quite know how to answer this. So I think this is good because I yeah. think it will help give um, them and um, and anyone involved in in pro life um, discussions with others uh, courage to make judgments yeah we, yeah no so you know this this podcast is not just focused on sidewalk counseling again mm-hmm. but that's their perspective we're going to be coming from but right. i think this can apply in any realm of pro-life ministry whether you're on a college campus and talking you know from a pro-life apologetic standpoint mm-hmm. whether you're in a pregnancy center and you're talking mm-hmm. with an abortion-minded mom and and she's thinking you're being judgmental and we want mm-hmm. to be non-judgmental but again, we want to think through this thing biblically. Mm-hmm. We've touched on this, I'm sure, uh, several times in different podcasts and about the judgment thing. It's almost a sort of a running joke 
within, you know, our circles, even yes. within my family. You know, some of my kids sometimes might say to each other, you know, the Bible says thou shalt not judge. And they're just <laughs> kidding, of course, because uh-huh. they've heard it so many times right. as they've been involved in, in this kind of ministry, at least heard me uh, talk about it. So let's dive into what the scripture actually says. Okay. Exodus chapter 20 mm-hmm. is where the Ten Commandments are found. And okay. I'm told, actually, that this scripture is actually in there. Thou shalt not judge. Oh, I've even okay. heard it in perfect King James English before. Okay. Thou shalt <laughs> not judgeth. Uh-huh. I've heard it like that. And so, But if, if you look in Exodus chapter 20, where the Ten Commandments are found, God's moral law, you'll actually find that that's not there. As a matter of fact, if you look from Genesis all the way to Revelation, one of the things that you're not going to find, just like you're not going to find the the, the awesome passage of Scripture, which is God helps those that help themselves. You ever heard that one? (laughs) A thousand times. Yeah. It's not in the Bible. It's not in there either. And uh, what is cleanliness is next to godliness. Mm -hmm. You know, you might think Mm -hmm. you would find that somewhere in the page of Scripture, Mm -hmm. but you actually won't. Uh, If you did, it'd be right beside thou shalt not judge. (laughs) It's actually not in the Bible. Um, but there are principles in the Bible yes. about judging. Yeah. Probably one of the most famous, and you have a, a list of scriptures that you want to touch on. Yeah. But one of the most famous, and I think where people um, get confused with thou shall not judge and what the Bible actually says mm-hmm. is when Jesus, um, he talks about judging. Right. And uh, I'll just read some of that here. And uh, it's in Matthew mm-hmm. in chapter... Is it eight? Seven. Matthew chapter seven. Okay. And it starts out in the first verse, judge not that you be not judged. Mm -hmm. For with the same or with with what judgment you judge, and the King James says, with the same measure you used to judge, it will be measured back to you. Um, But it says with the, uh, and this is a new King James version, with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but not do not consider the plank in your own eye? So this is sort of like a, a hyperbical um, uh, parable, I guess you could say. Yeah. You got a beam yeah. in your eye. That's the picture. Right. You got this big log sticking out of your eye. It's right. going <laughs> to wipe people out if you right. turn your head too fast, right? And meanwhile, you're judging your neighbor who has this at teeny the little speck. Yeah. piece of nothing in his eye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so <clears throat> Jesus saying, judge not that you should be judged. In the same measure you used to judge, we measure back to you. In the same uh, level that you judge people, you're going to be judged. You're going to be judged by the, by the standards that you set yourself. Right. You're going to be judged by those very standards. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does talk about the log that's in your eye, help your brother remove the speck that's in, it, that's in his eye. In verse 4 it says, How can you say to your brother, uh, let me remove the speck from your eye, and look, a plank is in your own eye? Hypocrite, verse 5. And that's sort of a key word here, I think, right. as we talk about judgment. First remove the plank from your own eye, and then you can see clearly to remove the speck um, from your brother's eye. And it mm-hmm. continues on, but we'll, we'll stop right there. Because yeah. what is Jesus saying here? Is he saying that we should not make a judgment at all. No. I I would I would say no. I mean he you presuppose when he says first do this mm-hmm. and then yeah. do this that he's saying at some point in my opinion that you can at some point then do that other thing. Yeah. Well so he does say, <laughs> you know, you have a plank in your own eye. Right. And your brother has a speck, so so we can liken these things: the plank to sin, the speck to sin. So you mm-hmm. got big sin going on, yeah. and they got little sin going on, right. and you're nitpicking their little sin when you need to deal with your big sin. Now he yeah. doesn't say that you need to forget about the speck in your brother's eye. 
That's Don't right. worry about the speck in your brother's eye because you got a plank. No, he says you get the plank out, yeah. and then you can see clearly to help your brother remove the speck. So yeah. the speck that's there, the sin that's there, the folly that's there, whatever it might be, is has to be dealt with. It needs to be dealt with. Yeah. But you need to deal with yourself first. And I might reference this scripture a couple of times, but this is in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And the context here is Paul um, talking about uh, communion and the Lord's Supper. And he talks about how they take communion unworthily and, and all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in verse 31 of 1 Corinthians chapter 11, he says this, and it's, it, it is, there's a context to it. But I think this is one of those scriptures that you can take out of its context and it kind of be universally applied, if you will. And here it is. Mm-hmm. In verse 31 of 1 Corinthians chapter 11. For if we judge ourselves, we will not be judged. Mm. If we judge ourselves. So Jesus is talking in in Matthew chapter 7, making a judgment about yourself. Mm -hmm. Judging yourself first and then helping your brother to get the speck. Judging your brother, so to speak. Judging the behavior or whatever it might be, the speck. Judging Mm -hmm. the fact that there's a speck there. Mm -hmm. And then you know, seeing clearly to help them remove the speck. So make yeah. a judgment about ourselves first, yeah. and then we can make judgments uh, about others. And yeah, I, and I see very valuable um, <clears throat> warnings from our Lord to anyone involved in pro-life ministry. Yeah, you need to be right with God to the very best of your ability. Yeah, um, and really be looking at yourself and in prayer and in 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 the Word. Um, and making sure that you have dealt with those logs in your own life, yeah. in your own eye. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Or Satan will eat you alive out yeah, there. Yeah, the devil will eat your lunch, mm-hmm. <laughs> as I say. Um, so, yeah, making a, a righteous examination of our own behavior. Now, going back to um, Matthew chapter 7, mm-hmm. and that word that I pointed out earlier in verse 5, hypocrite. Yeah. Jesus, when he's talking about judgment here in this passage... He is talking about hypocritical judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sort of like maybe the modern example is like, you know, you're judging somebody for, for dipping snuff and you smoke cigarettes or something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hypocritical. Like they're, right. they're dipping snuff, can't believe they're doing that. It's going to rot their teeth. They're going to get throat cancer or whatever, and you're puffing away on a cigarette. Right. It's like that's hypocrisy. Now, he's really more than anything talking about the Pharisees and their, their judgment about um, about the people, the common people, how much better they are. And the fact is, they ultimately will go so far in sin as to crucify the very Son of God. Yeah. And they twist the Scriptures. They twisted mm-hmm. the Scriptures in a way that suited them. It's hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. And he was dealing with hypocritical judgment. Right. And yeah. that's what oftentimes, when we talk about thou shalt not judge and you shouldn't judge, what we're talking about, what the Scripture is talking about, is hypocritical judgment. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's sort of the groundwork for what we're mm-hmm. talking about here. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things I'm going to say that might offend some people's sensitivities is not that not only can we judge, that we have a scriptural right to judge, but we are actually commanded to judge. Not only can we, we must, as, as God-loving, people-loving individuals, we must judge. And we are equipped. We are equipped to judge. We have the Holy Spirit within us yeah. and who can guide us to, into all yeah. righteousness. So we are equipped. Yeah. And those are the verses and we mostly have the scriptures. that I. It, exactly. <laughs> we have them right in front of us. And the ones that I highlighted that I, w- I was going to go through are, are um, that there is a way to judge that is with righteous judgment. Yeah. And, and God does give us some. Um, 
uh, parameters by which we can and should judge. Yeah, yeah. So let's jump into some. Okay, of well, so so the first one I've got, and I just went chronologically through mm-hmm. the Bible. So the first one is in Leviticus nineteen fifteen. Okay, and that says, "Do not pervert justice." Do not show partiality to the poor or favoritism to the great, but judge your neighbor fairly. Okay. So I think, you know, it, 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 there it's saying that um, justice is, is to be kept pure. Don't, don't pervert it. Don't change your justice depending on who you are speaking to. In other words, speaking to um, a poor abortion-minded mom I should still say killing your baby is wrong in yeah. God's eyes. And speaking to the rich lady sitting next to me in church who is contemplating taking her teenager to an abortion. Mm-hmm. I should make no distinction. The judgment should be the same. So that's kind of the first principle in that. And then secondly, judge fairly. Yeah, We're told to judge fairly. And we can talk more about maybe what that means to judge fairly. Yeah. Um, but um, well, I think judging fairly is is sort of exactly what you just what you just talked about. Like we're not basing the judgment on an outward appearance, on an economic status, on color of a person's skin, or anything else. We're we're judging when we make a judgment call based on what the Bible says. We believe yeah. that abortion is wrong because it's the, because the Bible says it's wrong because yeah. God says it's wrong to kill an innocent person. Right. Um, and judging fairly is sort of right alongside the equal balances, right? Equal weights and measures is mm-hmm. a scriptural principle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we have to be consistent in that. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter who the person is that we encounter. We need to tell them the truth right. of what God's Word says. We're called to judge fairly. And again, uh, that, that verse tells us that we are to judge, but yeah. we're to judge fairly. Okay, the next one I found was in First Kings 3, okay. and it was verses 9 to 11. Um, and this is where Solomon is is made king, and, and God asks him, what can I do for you, basically? Yeah. And Solomon um, replies that in, in this manner. These verses are, are Solomon's reply to what he would have God do for him as, as made king. Okay. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right, right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, Since you have asked for this, and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment in administering justice, I will do what you have asked. So we're not a king, at least I'm not, not not. Yeah, kings and priests, the Bible says. <laughs> well, but okay, not but... <laughs> in this sense. <laughs> um, but I'm not a literal king of of a people. I'm not governing a people. But I think the principle is that God was obviously very pleased mm-hmm. that that Solomon, above all these other things that he lists, that maybe in a worldly sense is is what we would desire, but that Solomon listed the ability to discern right from wrong as primary. Yeah. And God was pleased and then granted him all these other things in addition to that. And I think that's a a great concept for us that um, we should also be asking for discernment in being just and in being able to judge right from wrong. And that pleases God. And where do we find it? In the scripture. Yeah. We're, Yeah. We're told. We so, know. So, so we need from the Lord wisdom to judge 
rightly, mm-hmm. uh, just as Solomon did. Yeah. And, uh, and, and wisdom to judge fairly when we make a judgment. So mm-hmm. he, here's the thing. When we talk about judging and when we hear, you know, the Bible says thou shalt not judge, so don't judge me. Um, of course, again, Jesus is talking about hypocritical judgment that's wrong. But when we talk about judgment, what we're actually talking about is making an assessment of behavior. Exactly. We are not <clears throat> judging a person. Yeah. We are judging a person's actions, things that we can see. We don't need to, and we shouldn't judge motives um, because we can't see that. Yeah. We can guess it. But we can see an action. And if an action such as murdering an innocent human being, which God clearly says do not, we can judge that is wrong. Yeah, yeah. And so, again, we're talking about the, the assessment of particular behavior. You know, mm-hmm. when you go, uh, when you pull out of the driveway at your house to leave, if you're on a busy road especially, you've got to make a judgment there. Like if yeah. cars are passing by pretty fast, you make a judgment. Okay, is this Mack truck coming fast enough to where if I pull out it's going to hit me? Or do mm-hmm. I need to wait for it to pass? Or need to, do I need to go? You make a judgment. And that's not really a moral judgment that you're making. It's just sort of a natural, practical judgment. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 an assessment of another person's behavior. And based on that behavior, what's the effect going to be? Hey. When we're looking at the issue of abortion, of course, we're looking at the assessment of the behavior of a mother. Mm-hmm. Is her action going to affect another person, or is it just going to affect her? Mm-hmm. And so, of course, we know in an abortion, that baby's alive. That baby's life is going to be destroyed. We have to make a judgment about that behavior right. and then say that it's wrong. There's a big difference. And here's here's where we, I think... Uh, you know, when you talk to Christians about not being judgmental, not being perceived as judgy, they're sort of talking about this. The fact that there's a big difference, and this is what people need to understand, about judging, making an assessment of behavior, and being judgmental, yeah. which is like nitpicking people's lives, looking mm-hmm. for what's wrong with everyone else, rather than first what's wrong with us, which is what we need to do based mm-hmm. on what Jesus said and based on what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Mm-hmm. We need to judge ourselves first, make an assessment of our own behavior, rectify that behavior, and then we can see clearly. You know, mm-hmm. God is pleased if, if we're going to go out and just cast judgments on everyone else, they're wrong, they're wrong, they're wrong, mm-hmm. God's not pleased with that. Mm-hmm. But we make an assessment of our own behavior, and we take the call of God seriously to make an assessment of, of behavior in general and then do something about that. God is pleased in that. God is pleased in righteous judgments. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> piggybacking off of that idea, uh, that sometimes people will hold back saying, well, I'm not clean before yeah. God. I'm not perfect before God. There are things in my life. I know I, I deal with that. Yeah. Um, and there are, and there will be till the day we die because we are flesh um, until the day we die. We, we are not just a spiritual being. Um, but I don't think God would be saying throughout the Bible, which you'll see by the time we get to the end of, of these um, uh, scriptures that, that we pull out, um, I don't think he's saying, wait until you are perfect. You're right, yeah. I think he's saying you've examined yourself, you're going forth in in my word and in my power and you are bringing light to darkness, yeah. which we're clearly called to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean if we're going to wait until we're perfect and we got it all together, yeah. then we'll wait. It's never going to we'll happen. We'll wait forever and we'll never. Yeah. And I honestly I mean even like, you know, talking with sharing the gospel with people, people exactly. that are lost, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Do we have to be perfect before yeah. we can bring an imperfect people to, person to the Lord, of course not. We'll never not. share it. Yeah. We'll never <laughs> exactly. share it. We'll never take any action 
And so I think that's a um, that's a really important point. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think that that is discouraging to people. They hear these verses and they shrivel up and and or they hear the the you know people on the pro-choice side saying thou shalt not judge until you you're right before God and you yeah. I'll bet are not right before God and I see our you know people just shrivel up and think well then I can't speak yeah and and I don't think that's the case at no, all absolutely not so move on to another one how about this sure. one um this is in Proverbs okay. 24 and verses 23 to 25 um these also are the sayings of the wise to show partiality in judging is not good whoever says to the guilty you are innocent, will be cursed by peoples and denounced by nations. But it will go well with those who convict the guilty, and rich blessing will come on them. And so in the pro-life world, this one really popped out at me. Okay. Because um, thinking of whoever says to the guilty, you are innocent. Well, that's exactly what our nation has said to those who are aborting their children and what the pro-choice movement is saying. They yeah. are speaking to these women who are guilty of um, destroying that innocent life that God has created within them. And they're telling her it's okay. Yeah. And it's we hear not that sin, all it's not wrong. It's just your body, your choice. That's and all right. That. You are in in a sense, they are saying you are innocent. Yeah. Um, and and I think it's clear. That is not yeah. what we are called to do. And yeah, and you know, our, you know, based on that scripture and this, what we've talked about thus far, you know, we're called yes to to judge, to make assessments of individual behavior. That's wrong. That's right. We're called to do that, but not just individual behavior, like national behavior. You look at yeah. the prophets in the Old Testament, yeah. and look Jesus Himself. He made assessments of of the Jewish leaders, their behavior nationally, Israel, and their behavior. Um, the the um, the prophets they made assessment of behavior first God did and mm-hmm. then they took God's truth um, that was revealed to them made an assessment of the behavior of the people and then made a national proclamation against particular behavior that's right and one of those behaviors and Jeremiah mm-hmm. Jeremiah deals particularly with child mm-hmm. sacrifice exactly they're offering their yeah. children to Moloch yeah and uh, and so he deals with that and he makes a judgment and then based yeah. on this scripture you know it's 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 commanded, it's encouraged, and it pleases the Lord when we make a judgment. Mm-hmm. When we say you are guilty. Yeah. And you don't want to be guilty. You don't have to be guilty. You can choose another path. Yeah. And then blessings follow. Blessings, blessings follow. Blessings we... follow on those who point out there is a difference between guilt and and not guilty. Yeah. And we shouldn't confuse them. And we yeah. don't need to confuse them because God doesn't confuse them. Right, yeah. Yeah, God is a God of justice. Yeah. Now, next, um, I see you got it marked there, there in your Bible, and I actually went ahead and turned there. Oh, okay. It's sort of like the, I guess, the theme scripture. Our little anthem, our right. Yes, yes exactly, and, it is. And I think it's an important scripture for us as sidewalk counselors. We need to have scriptural, you know, backing for what we do. And uh, and this, to me, is, is yeah. You know, there's a lot of other scriptural backing, but this is one of the things that really fuels my fire. And yeah, I actually spoke with some youth last Saturday. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a pro-life boot camp that uh, Love Life had put on. There were some youth there. They wanted me to speak about speaking for those that can't speak for themselves. Okay. And I came out of this, right out of this scripture, because this is sort of the, the bedrock of, of what we do as a ministry on sidewalk right. counseling. And I broke it down in sort of three points. Maybe I'll do that real quick and just sure. kind of break it that down like good. I did there. Yeah. 
Um, but it starts out, this is uh, Proverbs 31, verses 8 and 9. And verse 8 starts out with, open your mouth for the speechless. And so I, I said, that's one point there. Open your mouth for the speechless. The first point is actually opening your mouth. You've got to, it takes energy to open your mm-hmm. mouth. You know, it takes mm-hmm. muscles. It takes mm-hmm. um, you being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. And for us to make a judgment, especially we know our sin, right? We know, like Paul says, I'm the chief of sinners. We right. we know I'm the chief. Of, like, I'm wicked. If it wasn't for the mercy and grace of God, I would be lost eternally. Yeah. But God has saved me. And so that can sometimes keep a, you know, make us keep our mouth closed because we yeah. know our own flesh and we know mm-hmm. our own failings. Mm-hmm. But we're commanded to open our mouth to exert effort mm-hmm. to get out of our comfort zone. And so that's what it's talking about. It's talking about open your mouth for the speechless. We, we can apply it in that way. Yeah. Um, and it continues on, in the cause of all who are appointed to die, open your mouth. And this was my second point, judge righteously. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is sort of the theme of this podcast. Right. And we're to make a righteous assessment of behavior. When we see mm-hmm. behavior nationally, individually, we need to make a righteous ex- assessment of that behavior. Now, how do you get a righteous assessment of behavior? Like, how do you know if that behavior is wrong or if it's right? Mm-hmm. It's not just that we get some kind of feeling in our heart. Right. We have God's Word. Yeah. And we see behaviors that is in direct contradiction to God's Word and what God says is right and what God says is good. Mm-hmm. Then we are supposed to judge that behavior righteously. Yeah. That doesn't mean being judgmental. It doesn't mean just completely writing people off. That's something we can never do. You know, with an abortion-minded woman or a post-abortive woman, we can't just write those people off because they've right. they've contemplated or they've been involved in particular mm-hmm. behavior. God still would save and rescue them like he did for us. Yeah. So that was sort or of the second point. Or to speak hatefully. We, we would yeah, not do yeah. that. We are told that we are to judge, but to speak in love, yeah. truth and yeah. love. Yeah. yeah. And then continuing on, it says, again, open your mouth, judge righteously, plead the cause of the poor and needy. Mm-hmm. Now, these are, and it says that, um, you know, in the cause of all who are appointed to die. It says that in verse 8, and then it says, again, plead the cause of the poor and needy in yeah. verse 9. yeah. That word cause is actually could be used as the word case, like yeah. a judicial case. I think we yeah. talked about this a little bit in the What is Sidewalk Counseling yeah. um, episode that we did, that we're called to plead a case. We're called yeah. to say this child is unjustly scheduled to die. Yeah. We make a judgment of that behavior. And you know, ultimately in the situation we're dealing with, and we're dealing with an abortion-minded mom at an abortion clinic, mm-hmm. in, at a pregnancy center in whatever context, is she's actually the judge. And we're a lawyer pleading with the judge. You know, ultimately, mm-hmm. the, the choice is in her hands. Right. She could choose as the judge to, to slap down the gavel and say, guilty, death sentence. Mm-hmm. She can do that. We want to appeal to her as a, as a counselor, as a lawyer on behalf of that baby, to open our mouth for that child and to, to speak on behalf of that baby and convince her that baby does not deserve to die. Right, right. Um, and and so, but it requires a judgment. It right. does. And my, my translation says defend the rights yeah. of the poor needy. There's the same so again, sort of an judicial idea. Judicial terms. They're, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We're, and judge, of course, judgment is a, yeah. <laughs> you know, a judicial term. We yeah, are, absolutely. We, and it, but we have lots of clues about how to do that in a way that is God-honoring. Yeah. And, of course, keep in mind, this is not like, um, you know, in, verse, in, in chapter 31 here, it doesn't start out saying, you know, this is a suggestion for you. You might right. want to follow this. This seems to be kind of a real in-your-face command. It's a declarative. Like you speak. Yeah. The you is, is implied. Speak 
for yeah. those who can't so, so speak. So we're kind of without option if we're going right. to, it's the book of wisdom, if we're going to walk in wisdom, if we're going to try to please the Lord and, and do what we're called to do and be what we're called to be as children of God, then we have to open our mouth for the speechless. Yeah. That doesn't always mean just you know, being a sidewalk counselor right. or whatever. God can call you to all kinds of ministries to speak for those who can't speak for themselves. But mm-hmm. in particular, we're called to speak for the unborn. Yeah, and and that whole idea of speak, speak, um, it it's not just your actions. You hear all the time from the pro-choice people, well, you don't have to have an abortion. You don't go get the abortion. Yeah, if you don't believe in abortion, be, don't, don't have one. Don't go have one. <laughs> yeah. But we are told to move a step further. We mm-hmm. are to speak. We are not given the... Um, the allowance to be silent. Yeah. What about what about? <clears throat> I think this might be in the scripture too, mm-hmm. where it says, uh, "You know, proclaim the gospel, preach the gospel always, and when necessary, <laughs> use words." You ever heard that? People talk like that's a verse. One in the of Bible. my one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've heard that quoted. Let's see. John Wesley said that. George Whitfield said that. I think uh, Saint Augustine might have said that. You know, everybody yeah. attributes that because it's such a great humble phrase problem is it's not biblical no preach the gospel always and when no. necessary use words no. no preach the gospel always and what we say is when necessary use a megaphone right, <laughs> right? right. preaching the gospel actually requires you to open your mouth you yeah. use words yeah. the gospel is words yeah. it's not just you know good deeds or just living a you know a, a, a good life beside your neighbor yeah. that you should do that of course yeah. but we need to open our mouth we need to speak we need to proclaim right. the gospel we need to speak for the unborn yeah not just uh you know, certainly prayer is 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 vital. We mm-hmm. need to be a people of prayer, but we're in front of an abortion center. We need to be praying and speaking. Now, there's certainly yeah. you know there are ministries like Love Life whose focus is to pray, and we we see them as sort of our our air support in this battle. Mm-hmm. You know, in prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're getting folks from them who are coming out and saying, "I got to take it beyond prayer, and I need to open my mouth." Yeah. And we're getting a lot of volunteers. They really be, from that they're way. really called Romans ten yeah. nine yeah. says, "Proclaim with your mouth." That Jesus is Lord. Yeah. And that's that's where the whole salvation message begins. Proclaim with your mouth. You there you are called to a verbal action. If you believe yeah. something, if something is the most important thing on the earth, which is accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're to proclaim it with your mouth. You're yeah. to speak it. And I think that entails I think there's reasons for that. One is a witness, one is courage. That it, the courage of your conviction, if your your spiritual conviction, because the word speaks these truths, if you have that in you, then you will not be silent. Isn't it Jeremiah that says, "I could not remain silent"? Yeah. It was like it says, a fire your word burning, is like a fire shut up in my shut bones. up in my bones. Yeah. He could not remain silent. He didn't want it. He didn't want any more suffering. He was tired of the suffering. He had a, he led such a horrible life, poor Jeremiah. Yeah, but um. But he could not remain silent. And yeah. he's really a role model for me. Yeah, I, absolutely. You know what? Let's, let's jump ahead. Let's jump into that Romans chapter 2. Okay, that's that, an important yeah, one, yeah. I mean, listen, guys, go, to, go on Google, go on your, your Bible app and search the word judgment, and you're going to find consistently God does not condemn uh, us making judgments. But he does condemn hypocritical judgment mm-hmm. and judging with, with dishonest weights and measures. Yeah. But Paul deals um, really forthrightly in chapter 2 of Romans yeah. 
and, and it's, again, it's about hypocritical judgment. And you said yeah. you wanted to sort of prod me a little bit about this, this scripture, so feel well, free to do that. Well, yeah, well, you know, I, I was reading it, and truth be told, um, I took the easy verses yeah. <laughs> that supporting what I truly believe scripture says, which is that we, we should judge. But I, I do have to say Romans 2 kind of gave me again pause. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and when you read those first three verses, I'll let you read well, those. You read them. Um, the, okay, well, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at a different, I'm at Luke right now, but I can certainly turn to Romans. Hang on. Okay, so Romans 2. All right, and these are, um, we'll do just the first three verses, okay. but, uh, you know, reading everything, Romans 2 all the way through to the end of the chapter, I think is very, um, will help, very yeah. helpful. But let's just read the first three. You, therefore... Have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone else. For, a, for at whatever point you judge another, you are condemning yeah. yourself. Because you who pass judgment do the same things. Now we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. So when you, a mere human being, pass judgment on them and yet do the same things, do you think you will escape God's judgments. Yeah. And you know, ultimately, um, when the Scripture says, and you know, Paul again in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, when he talks about judge yourself and you'll not be judged, um, what he's talking about, judge yourself and you'll not be judged of God, like make an assessment of your personal behavior, rectify that behavior by the grace of God. Mm -hmm. You know, Acknowledge that you're, sin you're sinful, you need God's help to overcome that sin, and then you're not going to receive the hammer down from God, right? Right. Uh, because he's... he's taking care of your judgment through what Jesus did, taking your judgment and your punishment on the cross when yeah. you've surrendered your, your sin and yeah. your life to him. Yeah, and see, so often the this passage is taken out of context, just the portion that <clears throat> I wrote down. And mm -hmm. in and of itself, that portion is hard to deal with. For in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself. Yeah. And then they stop there. But as we read on, we, we understand, well, he's not just saying any kind of judgment will condemn yourself. He's saying a specific yeah. sort of judgment, right? Yeah, well, he's talking about, again, a hypocritical judgment. Yeah. You know, the, the, the overarching theme of the book of Romans mm -hmm. it comes right out of Romans chapter 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. So Paul is addressing, in you know, I get theological and, and get too much into um, the, the breakdown of what this book means, but it's talking about Jew and Gentile relationships in light of the New Covenant. All through Romans, he's right. addressing Jews at one point, then he addresses Gentiles, then he addresses Jews, then he addresses Gentiles, and here he's addressing, I believe, Jews, because they're judging these Gentiles for their, their pagan practices and their pagan worship and even their pagan background that they came out of, some of those who, who are believers. Right. And, uh, and Paul's saying, listen, do you do the same stuff? Like, you're judging them. And you're doing the same stuff. You're judging them. They're wrong. You have the commands. And because you have the commands, you think that they're wrong for breaking the commands when you yourself break the commands. Mm -hmm. So right. it's, it's basically like, again, what Jesus said. Judge not lest you be judged. For in the same measure that you used to judge, it will be measured back to you. Yeah. You're going to be, you're, God, when you stand before God, if you have a standard and you're not willing to keep or able to keep your own standard, then don't try to put that standard on other people. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what Paul's dealing with here in this particular passage, I believe. The big takeaway, don't be a hypocrite. Yeah, that <laughs> is a big I mean, that Jesus probably had his harshest words 
regarding hypocrites yeah. and hypocrisy. So Yeah. And so, again, as um, ministers of the gospel, as you know, sidewalk counselors, as um, folks in a pregnancy center, as people in whatever ministry, in particular pro-life ministry you're involved in, we need to make assessments of our own behavior. We need to, before the Lord, confess our sins, forsake them, and uh, and then we go out and we we bring the gospel, which is the the, the word of God to those who are lost. The gospel that yeah. we've received, Jesus said, "Freely you have received, so freely give." Um, but we can't just go out and cast out these hypocritical judgments about people because they're wrong and we're right. The only reason why we're right, we're never right. God's right. That's we just right. have agreed with him. And what we're trying yeah. to get people to yeah. understand is God's word is right. It's true. Mm-hmm. We're not fantastic people because we've believed God's truth. It's only by his grace and his mercy that we've come to know this truth. Yeah. And we come to broadcast the gospel, yes, to make judgments of behavior, but to also make a judgment of what God's word says, that if we turn to him, he'll wash and forgive us from our sins, and we can be made right with God. You know, yeah, and so um, you know, we're called to judge. Yeah. We're not called to be judgmental. I think that may be one of the biggest takeaways right. of, of, right. of this particular podcast. Or a hypocrite. And so when when someone says, "Well, because many many people in the pro life movement are um, post abortive yeah. themselves," and that's that's what fuels a lot of their passion, the desire to please and obey God. But um, there's this background that, that we know it was destructive and horrific. And yeah. um, and and so um, I want to answer this question because I know it's, it's in people's minds. Well, aren't you a hypocrite? Yeah. You had an abortion. And here you are telling other people, don't do it. And I want to apply that same logic. Would they apply that to Paul? Yeah. Paul murdered Christians and Jesus followers. And now he's coming to people throughout, you know, the known world at that time and saying, you need to turn to Jesus. Well, he would be the biggest hypocrite at all if you couldn't use a past that was destructive towards the very thing that you are now promoting. And so my destructive past is actually gives me an understanding that someone that doesn't have that past may not have yeah. the the depth of destruction. Yeah. That sure. and so so uh, not that I want it, but I have it. Yeah. That is that is what I have, and to to offer to others is yeah. Don't do this. I've been there, and so much of the most effective arguments against terrible behaviors are from those who have engaged in them and been destroyed or nearly destroyed. Yeah, I mean, some of the biggest witnesses, you know, I have a friend who's an ex-drug addict. Right. And he is, you know, a witness and a testimony, and mm-hmm. God uses him to speak to other people who right. are in drug addiction. It's right. It's like, God rescued me from it, yeah. and uh, and he can rescue you from it. Yeah. You know, one of the pro-aborts asked me, uh, one of the pro-choice ladies right, in right. front of the abortion clinic asked me. I, I think I'd shared this on a previous podcast, but it's not wrong for me to share it again. Right. And she she said in particular about you. Yeah. She said, Vicky's had an abortion. Isn't it hypocritical for her to come out here and tell these women not to have an abortion? And she's had one yeah. herself. Yeah. And I said, you know what? There's there's some woods across the street at the abortion clinic. And I said, imagine if I walk through those woods 
and there's a lot of snakes in those woods, and there actually are a lot of snakes. We've seen like three yeah. or four copperheads yeah, over right the past out. year. Dangerous and place. Say, that... I, say I walk through those woods right there, and I got bit by ten copperheads on my way through those woods, and by God's grace, I pulled myself out of there, just drug myself out, called nine one one, and went to the hospital. Got all the anti-venom. By God's mercy and grace, I'm I'm alive. And I get back on my feet, and I come out here, and I stand in front of those woods, and I <laughs> scream with my hands waving back and forth, "Don't go in those woods!" and try to convince anyone that would come that way not to go in those woods yeah. would that be hypocritical or would that be me actually loving people because right. i have been in those woods yeah. and it ain't a good place to go right you've been in those woods right, right? you've been in an yeah. abortion clinic you've gone yeah. through that you've 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 experienced the horror yeah. of what abortion can bring in a person's life and you're just sort of that person standing in front of those woods and saying don't go that way Exactly. You're that person standing at the edge of that brink that people are falling off or people are headed toward. You've fallen yeah. off, and by God's grace, you've you've gotten back up yeah. from that brink. Yeah. And you're telling people, don't go that way. Yeah. You're not being judgmental. You're yeah. making a judgment, an assessment of behavior. Yeah. But you're not judging them in the sense that you 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 hate them, you're angry with them, or you're being hypocritical. Right. It would actually be to claim that you love people. And not to try to keep them from destructive behavior mm-hmm. would actually be hypocrisy. Yeah, and actually I am making a judgment on myself. Yeah. And that judgment was that was evil and wrong and horrific yeah. and barbaric. I mean, every terrible adjective you could use. And and so uh, through that voice of experience, uh, you know, I can speak knowledgeably about this is wrong. Yeah. I know it's wrong. I lived it. Um, and I know it's wrong because, because ultimately the because so. the Bible tells yeah. me so. Yeah. So. All right. Well, if you're, if you're cool with that, I'll Oh, you want to, you want to wrap it up yeah. before I've got three more. Okay. Let's go. Okay. For let's it. go for it. Let's, let's fire <laughs> okay, away. This one. How is it that you don't know how to interpret the present time? Why don't you judge for yourselves? Um, which is right. Yeah. So again, telling us we have the power and should be able to that's, judge that's for Jesus speaking judge for ourselves. Jesus is telling us to to judge. That is, Jesus. <laughs> I see that in red letters it's in there. Red letter. This is Jesus yeah. in Luke twelve fifty seven telling us to judge. Then in John seven twenty four, stop judging by mere appearances. So he's telling us how not to judge, mm-hmm. but instead judge correctly. Again, yeah. Jesus speaking. In John seven twenty four, so we are to judge, That's but the judge, judge correctly. with righteous judgment um, passage there. Correct. Um, how about this? First Corinthians two fifteen. The person with the spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject for merely to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ, reminding us. We have the mind of Christ. If we are born again through the atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit indwells us, we have the mind of Christ and we can judge. We're not judging by human judgments. We're judging by biblical judgment, yeah. by, by Christ's judgment. Yeah, so um, the Lord has given us not only, again, the, the right, but the charge to, to judge. And the judgments that we make are supposed to be for restoration, not to tear people down. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You know, I think a lot of it is rooted in, you know, as far as Christians not wanting to be judgmental, not wanting to be perceived as judgy. Unfortunately, I think a lot of it's rooted in a fear of man. It's yeah. rooted in a desire to look good in the eyes of mm-hmm. the world. And listen, guys, mm-hmm. no matter what, <laughs> if you want to live for God, if you're going to live for the Lord, you're going to be 
rejected by society. You're never going to be culturally, quote, relevant. Mm -hmm. And that's not the goal anyway. Our goal is not to be culturally relevant. Our goal is to be biblically relevant, to obey what God's Word says, Mm -hmm. because God's Word is unchanging. The culture changes. Its opinions change. It doesn't mean we're completely out of the loop. It doesn't mean that we just, you know, are purposely culturally irrelevant, so to speak. The gospel is culturally relevant. It's relevant to every culture. It has been for 2,000 years and changed Mm -hmm. hearts and minds and lives for 2,000 years. If it was relevant then, it's relevant now. And, uh, and, And the Word of God tells us we should make judgments. And based on those judgments, bringing the gospel to help our brother remove the speck. The gospel is like a pair of tweezers <laughs> to yeah. help you get the speck out of your brother's eye. Mm-hmm. And so um, so we encourage you guys, you know, not just in pro-life ministry, but wherever you are, work, you know, you know business, home, whatever, bring yeah. the gospel. Be an ambassador of Jesus to bring the gospel of, of, of the kingdom to all of those who are lost. And yeah. watch God do His work, but you know, do it. Make a judgment of yourself first. Be in the Word. Be in prayer. Be mm-hmm. in church, <laughs> and uh, and let God do His work in your heart as He uses you to do a work in other people's hearts. Mm-hmm. Now, we appreciate all those who do listen, and just as we always encourage you, just to connect with us. You can connect with me, D Parks at CitiesForLife.com. Cities the number four, Life.com. You can connect with Vicky V Casiorg at CitiesForLife.com. Our website Charlotte.CitiesForLife.org. And then our um, website with sidewalk counseling information and, and, and sort of uh, training and, and things there is www.sidewalks4life.com. We want to hear from you guys. Um, we're starting to put out um, audio versions on YouTube, not videos yet, even though we're doing some video recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, once we start doing that, it'll it'll be out there. But for now, we're just putting the audio version out on YouTube, so you can comment there. You can share the stuff on social media, share it with your friends, put a review on iTunes of what you think about the podcast. Shoot us over an email. Mm-hmm. Let us uh, know some suggestions you might have for podcast episodes, things that you haven't heard really covered before. Um, on this podcast or others, we'd like to talk about those things. Guests, maybe ideas that you have for guests. We'd love to, to get some more folks on on here. Uh, we have some guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. It'll be really a blessing, I think. Mm-hmm. But we appreciate those who listen, and I hope that you're blessed as you listen. And we'll talk to you later. Use me, Lord, oh, use me, Lord.